This is Zaheb. Uh, I am again without Colin. Uh, I promise you, we are co-hosts, so don't get that twisted. It is a black guy and a white guy on a on the on the artwork. Yes, I'm going racist. Um, but anyway, as I said in the um, Facebook group, uh, we're gonna change up the the layout. Um, so essentially. We originally wanted to do one big episode every two weeks. Now we're just going to do one big episode every two weeks still um, and uh, possibly have a solo uh, news sort of smaller episode on every other week just to, you know, kind of keep it going a little bit. You know, make sure you guys haven't forgotten about us because, you know, we're we're, we're quite forgettable. So, yeah, that's essentially what I just kind of wanted to bring up here. We have a little bit of news, actually. Um, so, probably the biggest news, uh, Pacific Rim. Yes, that Pacific Rim. Uh, not a great movie, by the way. I'll get to that. Pacific Rim Uprising dethrones, yes, dethrones the king, pun there, uh, dethrones Black Panther, and it makes $28 million in America because, let's face it, America matters, not worldwide. Uh, worldwide, it made $125 million off a $150 million budget. So when I say American Matters, that, that means that whatever money it makes domestically, and when I say domestically in America, I mean, I know I have an Australian accent and, you know, I'm from Australia, but it's America that matters in terms of what it makes back to determine whether it gets a sequel and things like that, or and to determine whether it actually became um, a viable project. So $28 million off $158 million. That's next level. I mean, in your first weekend, that's your that's going to be the biggest amount of money you make over two days or three days. I think they include Friday too. That's insane. This is going to, this is going to flop hard. I mean, the first one, I believe the budget was $190 million, which was massive as well, and it made $400 million. So it kind of did okay, actually. But that being said... Yeah, this is going to flop hard. And I saw it last week, saw a pre-screening of it with my boy Matt, um, who I will talk about later as well. Uh, he's going to come up quite often in this podcast, I reckon. So essentially, it's not a great movie. And I'm sure you could tell off the previews that it wasn't going to be a great movie. In fact, it was quite shit. <laughs> but at the same time, it was fun. So I let that sink in. It was... <laughs> It, it had, obviously it had a whole Transformers vibe. I mean, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's pretty much big robots fighting big robots and big robots fighting monsters. So it's not, it's, it's not exactly Schindler's List, but it is fun. I mean, like, you know, you get to see things crash around and if you have ADHD, you're going to love the shit out of it. But, um, yeah, it's not a good movie. Uh, this, the, the story is nonsense. John Boyega from Star Wars is actually pretty damn good in it. Um, he's very charismatic. He, he's 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 actually pretty damn funny in it too. 
Um, I was not expecting him to like him that much. I mean, he's good in Star Wars, but he doesn't really get to shine much in Star Wars. I mean, everyone else, especially The Last Jedi, got to shine a bit more, like Kylo Ren and Rey and Luke um, kind of steals the show from him. So I'm hoping he's, he gets better in, in, the, in the last one. But uh, yeah, Pacific Rim. So this one was directed by Stephen DeKnight, who has not made a movie before. I don't know how studios do this. Um, they consistently give massive budgeted movies to first-time directors. I mean, Stephen DeKnight has proved himself in the entertainment industry. Like he made um, Daredevil, the first season on Netflix, which is the best season, and might probably be the strongest Netflix Marvel series. Um, I think that's pretty much consensus. The only thing that kind of stacks up there is Jessica Jones, the first season, maybe even The Punisher, but Daredevil for me, man. But other than that, he did Buffy back in the day and Dollhouse. He worked with Joss Whedon, um, who did The Avengers and all that shit. But yeah, this is not a great movie. And it, you can kind of, uh, I feel like it doesn't really play to his strengths. Um, I mean, it's all just CG and explosions and all that nonsense. I mean, I love that when I was like 14. <laughs> I know that, that, that's kind of going high a little bit there, but, you know, 14. I mean, I still love that shit, but, I mean, come on, it's got to have a purpose, right? Like, you can't just destroy cities and shit and, like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was dumb. It was a dumb movie. But, I mean, we all knew. I knew. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of really get good at guessing these numbers. Um, Black Panther, I knew that it was going to get dethroned. It was on top of the box office for four, five weeks, I think, um, which is massive. Uh, it hasn't been done since, I think, Avatar in 2009, which is nine years ago, which is insane. But like I said, whenever a movie comes out, its strongest, its strongest weekend is always going to be the first weekend, and then from there, that's when it declines. It's very rare, actually. I think it's unheard of. Um, for a movie to make more in its second week than its first week. It just doesn't happen. But, uh, yeah, Pacific Rim is now the number one movie worldwide. That's the world we're living in, folks. Um, but, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to flop hard. Like, it will, it will flop. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, the legend, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, this, this guy's... Probably, and this might be controversial, but he's probably the greatest living director ever. I mean, yes, you have Christopher Nolan, you have Tarantino, you have Martin Scorsese, but you don't have you don't have someone who made movies like Jaws and Indiana Jones and Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan uh, and Jurassic Park and E.T. Like he, I can keep going. Like the guy, the guy is insane. Uh, when it comes to classics, like, he's the first one you think of. And when it comes to wonder and all that shit, like, that's literally the first person you think of. Of course, he, had, he has a whole team behind, behind him in those movies, like John Williams. I mean, when it comes to John Williams and his scores, like, um, the score in, in, in Jaws, it's very iconic. Indiana Jones, uh, it's very iconic. E.T., you know. But, I mean, when it comes to movie making, it's, it's Spielberg. I mean, Spielberg is basically a brand now. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's besides the point. So I got a, I got a couple of things to talk about with Steven Spielberg. It's pretty much Steven Spielberg week. Um, first of all, he commented on uh, Black Panther. I mean, he said a couple years ago um, that eventually 
there, there will be comic book movie fatigue. Um, and for a lot of people, that's true. A lot of pe- a lot of people I know are burnt out over superhero movies. I mean, you know, they're cranking that shit out. But I mean, man, they they are they are pretty good quality. I mean, Black Panther is the latest one, and it's it's pretty damn good. Um, but that being said, he did say this week um, he commented on it being a cultural breakout. Um, to, uh, and I quote him, he says, I think Ryan Coogler, the director, did an amazing job writing and directing a movie that is culturally perhaps the largest, largest cultural breakout film of the decade. It's going to be really, it, it's going to really change things and keep things changed for the betterment of all of us. Now that's a damn good quote. And it means so much more that it comes from a legend like Spielberg, like the guy I mean, when it comes to prestige, I don't think there's anyone higher. Fight me. <laughs> Fight me on that. Send me a comment. Send me an email. Uh, I, I don't think, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be a tough case. Um, but that being said, he also commented on, um, he also said that Netflix movies shouldn't win Oscars this week. And, uh, you know, if Netflix were to produce a movie that was Oscar worthy, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's true. But... Netflix hasn't really produced an Oscar-worthy movie. I mean, their series, their, their shows are fine. I mean, Stranger Things is awesome, as we talked about a few days ago. Orange is the New Black, you know, it's gone downhill. What else What else is there? Uh, the Crown is great. Uh, I haven't really seen it, but I'm, uh, I'm hearing good things. Um, but yeah, he says, uh, you know, TV poses clear and present danger to film goers. That's that's a direct quote. Uh, I don't believe that films, I don't believe that films are given token qualifications in a couple of theaters for less than a week should qualify for Academy Award nominations. Once you commit to a television format, you're a TV movie. If it's a good show, you deserve an Emmy, but not an Oscar. I'm not sure if I agree. I mean, a movie is a movie. It doesn't matter whether it was released theatrically or you know or, or streamed i mean either way the content is still getting getting pushed out to audiences it doesn't matter how it's kind of transmitted i think it, it's it's weird it's a weird one but i i personally disagree with him sorry steven i know you're a legend but don't fully agree with you on that one oh, i mean the guy made jaws when he was 27 years old i mean he he he, he deserves the right to talk um so here's some news uh, I was about to say Steve Rogers, uh, Chris Evans. I mean, they're both pretty plain names. So I mean, come on, give me a break. Uh, Chris Evans is giving up uh, Captain America after Avengers Four, um, and I know Avengers Four sounds like a long time away, but it's filmed. It's already done. I mean, they're just putting the effects on now. Um, Infinity War is obviously Avengers Three, but Avengers Four is out next year. This is huge. I mean. Not a lot of people might agree with me. Um, I mean, you know, everyone tends to lean towards Iron Man a lot. I mean, sure, he's witty and he's funny, but Captain America is kind of the heart and soul of the franchise now. I think. Um, I mean, he didn't get his he didn't get his last dance with his girl. That's ugh, it's 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 sad. It saddens me. I mean, come on, man, give him a last dance, and then he ages like seventy years. And uh, then he's gonna watch her go through Alzheimer's and die. This is supposed to be a kid. this is supposed to be for kids. 
Um, but no, it's, it, it, it's, uh, it hits you in the feels. I mean, Iron Man doesn't really have that kind of arc, you know? Um, neither does Thor, n- neither does anyone in the MCU. I mean, Chris Evans has been fleshed out. Sorry, Captain America's been fleshed out like crazy. They've gone so deep with his character, and it's going to be tough. I mean, if you watch Winter Soldier, he's trying to save his friend. He's trying to save Bucky. Uh, spoilers, by the way. I mean, this movie's been out for, what, four years? So if you haven't seen it, like, come on, man. What are you doing? What are you doing listening to this podcast? Like, get out there. Seriously. He's trying to save his mate. Uh, like, the only person that he ever knew, he's trying to save him. Like... Bucky comes back 70 years later as well, and it's the only person that Steve Rogers knew, and he, he's evil. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's comic booky, but it's pretty pretty damn human too. I mean, like, the guy is the only guy that he knew. I mean, he needs a counterpart, right? But um, essentially, Chris Evans said, you want to get off the train before they push you off, is the quote. Which I fully agree. I mean, you know, once you get a... Once you're done with something, once you've done it well, it's time for you to hang it up. You should go out on a high note and not a low note. And I believe... I don't know if he's going to die in Avengers. I mean, I still 100% think that Tony Stark is going to die. And Shuri, um, that's Black Panther's uh, little sister, is going to take over. Well, maybe not being Iron Man, but being the technological person in the Avengers. Because... The technology in Wakanda, the technology in Wakanda in Black Panther is miles ahead of what Tony Stark has now, so it kind of makes Tony Stark look a little useless. I don't know how they're going to balance the hell out of that in Infinity War, but we'll see. It's going to look a lot different without um, without Chris Evans, man. I mean, that guy. You know, originally I didn't like the first Avenger. I mean, I completely put it at my lowest my lowest of the lowest uh, on the list of Marvel. But um, watching it again recently, it's got a lot of heart. I mean, I don't... Back then, I used to watch movies for the action. I mean, it was 2011, so what was I? Uh, I would have been uh, probably 17. Yeah, I would have been 17 years old. So, you know, it's still pretty young, but, you know, still figuring movies out and shit. But, um, yeah, I used to watch movies just for the action and all that. And I didn't really, it, like, the heart of it didn't really get to me. I mean, he's just got, he just plays it really, really straight. And he's, you know, he, he's, you know, you could call him your grandfather's hero, which he probably is because, you know, World War Two and shit. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he brings, he's definitely the heart and soul. I mean, you can't, I had an argument with a friend, not an argument, but a debate. Um, there's that word, debate. That, <laughs> that word that you kind of use to describe a fight but it's not really a fight yet uh a heated debate no it wasn't even heated it was on messenger uh he knows who he is but anyway we're talking about who um who the heart and soul is and i thought i definitely put captain america and then he said no it's iron man it's iron man i'm like no man it's captain america because you can't iron man like he's cool he's got the cool suit he gets drunk he gets the girl i mean he gets pepper and there's not really that much consequence for him you know, sure, he created Ultron and he, you know, messed up the Earth and all that stuff. But, I mean, come on, man. Chris Evans watched his girl get Alzheimer's and then die. And watched his friend become evil and then get hunted down by the police. And then he got hunted down by the police with him. Like, goddamn. 
that's some stakes. Uh, moving on to the next item, uh, Aquaman. Yeah, we have an Aquaman movie coming out later this year. I believe it's November, from the same spot where Justice League was last year. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people are still on board with the DCEU, as they call it, the DC Extended Universe, because they want to not use MCU or DCU. Let me let me talk about Justice League real quick. I hated that movie. I hated that movie with an absolute passion. It was it was so bad. I mean, yes, you could see the because it was originally supposed to be two directors. It was supposed to be Zack Snyder who did Three Hundred and Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman, but then um, his un- unfortunately his daughter committed suicide and he had to step away. That's the official story. But then a couple months ago there was actually rumors circulating that he was fired. And I don't know what the hell's going on, but um, essentially the person that was hired to replace him was the direct competitor, um, Joss Whedon, who directed uh, Avengers and Avengers 2. So when you watch that movie, there are uh, two sets of fingerprints on it. There's Zack Snyder's and then there's Joss Whedon's and the movie just can't find a right tone. And when it can found, find a right tone, it's very cringeworthy. Like, Batman's making all these weird jokes and, like, it just doesn't fit in with what they've established in Batman vs. Superman. And the course correction is just so... You can you can see it so clearly. Like, it's it's so jarring. Not to mention the CGI was terrible. Like, the computer effects were just ridiculous. Like, the bad guy looked like a PlayStation 1 cutscene. Like, seriously, I watched that shit in 4K and I... It was, it was so hard. It was so hard to watch it again. So, uh, I mean, Aquaman came off okay. Uh, the, the the Justice League themselves, the characters, came off okay. Um, besides, you know, Superman's uh, computerized upper lip, <laughs> which is a funny story. Uh, if you're not aware, uh, Henry Cavill had to... Because they had reshoots for Justice League, and Henry Cavill, who plays Superman, was also cast in Mission Impossible, so... His contract in Mission Impossible said that, no, you can't shave your moustache off. So what they did in Justice League during the reshoot, they had to CGI his upper lip, and it is so bad. If you YouTube that shit, it's so bad. Like, it sticks out. His lip looks like plasticine. Um, I'm not sure if that's an Australian thing, but his lip looks like plastic. But, yeah, other than that, the Justice League characters themselves came off, came off okay. Um, Batman, probably the least, because... Ben Affleck looks like he's checked out, um, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Wonder Woman's probably at the top. She's still great in that movie. Um, she's obviously coming off the back of her really good movie, the only good DC flick. Um, Flash was okay, I guess. Um, I'm not familiar with the TV Flash, so I can't really confirm whether he's better or worse. Um, Aquaman was okay. I don't know why he was doing this bro thing. Like, I don't know if he's like that in the comics. He's like, oh yeah, man, I, I'm I'm cool. You know, he he's like he's like he goes up to Batman in one scene. He's like, oh, you're dressed like a bat. I dig it. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. And Jason Jason Momoa is a great actor. I mean, like, you know, he's good in Game of Thrones when he doesn't have to say much. Physically, he's great. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure about Aquaman, but something that gives me hope is James Wan, who is Australian. So Australia, um, he's Australian. He directed the first Saw. He started a whole thing with Saw. Um, he directed the two Conjuring movies. He directed his biggest movie to date was Fast and Furious 
seven. Yes, seven. So, you know, the guy's got the guy's got some skill. He's got some skill behind the camera. And there were actually expectations that we were supposed to get a first trailer for um, Aquaman this weekend that just passed. I'm recording this on a Monday, so um, I'm not too sure when I'll air this episode. Probably on Wednesday, probably two days of editing. So yeah, just the weekend that just passed. He shut that shit down immediately. Um, I'm just going to quote James Wan directly. He's like, hey friends. Oh, by the way, there's a lot of um, water and fish puns. So, because it's Aquaman, get it? He's like, hey friends, I usually do my best to avoid internet noises, especially fabricated distractions, but a teaser trailer going out this weekend was never in the books, despite what some claim. It's not because of anyone or any nefarious reason holding it back, it's me. I'm simply not ready yet to share. This movie is filled to the gills with visual effects, and the process is as slow and laborious as a sea slug. Yes, even shots for the trailers take forever to do, and I refuse to put out anything that might be construed as subpar. I know it seems like nothing much is brewing above the surface, but I can assure you, we're working non-stop under the waves. And yes, I plan to use oceanic puns slash references every chance I get. So, I don't know, I mean, he's a good director, he might probably the first really good director to step into the DCU. I mean, I, I really liked David Ayer before Suicide Squad and before Bright. I mean, End of Watch is great. Uh, Fury's great. He's a good director. But yeah, James Wan's a great director too. And I don't know. After Justice League, I just I don't really have that much faith anymore. Marvel are just absolutely killing the game, making them look like idiots and... Don't get me wrong, I'm not a DCU hater. I mean, I'm a comic book movie fan. Like, I want to see superhero movies do great. Um, I mean, I'd love to live in a world where both um, franchises are doing great. I mean, remember when we we used to have good Batman movies? I mean, I don't want... uh, I don't expect another Batman movie to be Nolan level. But just give me something good. Just give me... Give me Batman versus the Joker. Like done really well uh, I, I don't know I, I mean you know it's not my job to to come up with that shit it's your job so whatever DC last bit of news this is uh getting a bit into gaming territory so here at midnight double feature um uh, we, we might you know we might talk about games here and there I mean you know it's not exactly a feature but you know what it's 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 there it's out there people you know, people want to talk about games too. Tomorrow we have Far Cry 3 releasing. I am super excited for this move, for this game. Um, I'm going to be playing it with my boy. Um, it's going to have co-op for the first time. It's uh, as, as I'm talking now, the reviews are coming out. Um, so I believe GameSpot, one of the most reputable websites, gave it a 9. It's still a review in progress because... Um, they can't really test the multiplayer until all the servers go up and the servers go up when it's released publicly. So they've been like reviewing the campaign and stuff. But essentially, I mean, I think we have a, another winner in our hands. I mean, Far Cry 4 was okay. Far Cry 3 was the absolute peak with Vars on the island. God damn, that was awesome. But I'm, I'm, I'm totally ready for Far Cry 5 and I'm ready to kill me some uh, Trump haters because it's set, it's set in Trump... It looks like what looks like Trump land. This is this is the final paragraph of GameSpot's quote, uh, GameSpot's review. 
Despite some brief irritations and missed opportunities with its narrative, spending time in the world of Hope County remains absolutely delightful. Far Cry 5 boasts a wonderfully harmonious flow to its adventure, with its smart changes to exploration, discovery, and progression, distinctly bolstering the enjoyment of creatively engaging and experimenting with its spectacular open world. It gave, uh, in the good column, beautiful, interesting, and dynamic open world is ripe for experimentation. Organic discovery mechanics make exploration exciting, and specialists and guns for hire are an entertaining addition. Also, precise gunplay feels great. That was a big thing for me. Um, In Far Cry 3, it didn't really feel that smooth. Also in Far Cry 4 as well, it was just, it was a bit clunky, so I'm hoping they fix that shit. Um, And as I read earlier, the only thing they have in the bad column is that um, some major story missions are a bit of a chore. Um, you know, I don't really play Far Cry for the story, but it's just fun. It's open world. So yeah, you'll be hearing from us a little bit here and there about games, I guess. Um, we've got Red Dead Redemption coming out in later of the year, and I'm probably going to dedicate an entire episode to that shit, because, um, the first one is my favorite game of all time. Yeah, that's right, I'm on record. My favorite game of all time. That's it from me this week. We have a big episode coming up. Um, I'm going to give you a hint. Uh, I spoke about the director earlier. He's got a movie coming out on Thursday called Ready Player One, which I'm also really excited for. I'll be checking that shit out on on Thursday or Friday, hopefully sometime. And I'll probably give my review, my little review, in in the next episode. Um, Just before we cover a movie that came out in 1993, and it changed how we see movies and make movies forever. And I'll leave it at there. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'm hoping to improve a little bit more. Um, This solo stuff is really grueling, but we have 59 people who are listening, uh, which, uh, you know, inspires the hell out of me. And, you know, I can't thank each and every one of you more. I can't, you know, imagine standing up in front of a room in front of 60 people and talking like this, so... This is going to help. Thanks a lot, guys. Hope you enjoyed, uh, and we'll have more for you in the future. Thanks. Bye.